Jeffrey. Buongiorno, David. You're back. I'm back from Italy. How was Italy? Ah, I'm... I can already tell I'm slipping into the uh, Yugoslavian guy's voices. <laughs> Italy was va bene. Va bene? Va bene. It was... Very beautiful? I, it, yes. Very good. It was, it, was very good. it was very ah. good. Yeah. Yeah, just got back from Italy. And boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> no, that's that was flew back. Oh, okay. Well, we did fly back. How'd you know? Yeah, you got stuck in Philly. We did. We did. That was the uh, end, the perfect end to a perfect trip on the way back. We were passing through Philly anyway, or it's connecting flight. Interesting. For some reason, American Airlines does not fly direct to Rome from Chicago during the winter months. So you got to go hmm. through somewhere else. So we connected through Philadelphia. And the weather was a little incumbent here. So we stopped in Philadelphia. We got on the plane to Chicago and taxied out. And then the guy said, meh, O'Hare decided to close their runways. So you got to stay overnight. My friend Daryl got stuck in Detroit. He started a new job, and then the new company wasn't springing for the hotel overnight, so he was thinking of renting a car and driving home, so we all texted him and said, uh, it took us two hours to get home from work tonight. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah, usual 40-minute drive. Yeah, it won't so really help you. I don't know if you want to yeah. try to, although by morning, if you're driving overnight... We, d we talked about that for about 10 seconds, and then we realized it was Philadelphia is quite a ways. I think it's it's got to be 12 or 12 yes, hours or so. Yes, it is. Yeah, because it's like 8 to Pennsylvania to Laura's family reunion we used to go to. Which was closer to Pittsburgh, wasn't it? I think so. Amish country. And then we drove an hour to, I think an hour to Philadelphia. When I realized, what, it's only an hour from here, hour and a half mm. to Philly. Go see the Liberty Bell and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm. Laura and I drove in and we saw the uh, the museum is out there of the artist that I love, N.C. Wyeth. Oh. Brandywine. Really? Good stuff. So, you stayed in Italy. Yes. You I didn't was... get to meet up with the Roman guys who were making the... Uh, no. ASL product. No. We didn't meet the Pope either. Or the Pope. But we did. We had a great time. You know, we, we left uh, Chicago on December 17th, flew to Rome. Our daughters uh, went out the day before. So they were in Rome for a day. We met them at the train station and took the train directly to Assisi, which is about a two and a half hour train ride. Beautiful. And uh, we stayed in Assisi for 29 days. Which was, and that was fantastic. It was just, it, it's a great little town. Up on a hill, 800-year-old town. Everything's 800 years old. The bread, <laughs> everything. The buildings, <laughs> the water. But it's, it's magnificent. But it's very hilly. When you go uphill, you go downhill, you, you cannot stay on the same elevation. Uh, yeah, it looks from your... Uh, Marco Polo's you said. Thank you very much. My favorite was
Christmas Day or yeah. It's Pretty actually cool. the bells were like that almost every day. All that, so it wasn't just Christmas no. Day. No. Oh. Because there are four major cathedrals, pretty major cathedrals in Assisi. And then there's some minor ones as well. And they just, I think they have contests. Like who can ring the bells <laughs> longest? <laughs> Amazing. And I mean, and the, we spent so much time in the churches there. Just incredible architecture and art. Mm-hmm. Loaded. And we went back to them, all of them. The four major cathedrals, we went back to all of them twice and some of them three times. Yeah. Because there's so much to see. To take in. Yeah. And uh, great food. It was interesting. Um, you know, Assisi's is kind of a touristy town. During the summer, they get they get two to four million tourists a Whoa. year going through Assisi. And most people are just there for a day. So there's lots of gift shops and with kitschy stuff. And, you know, but, uh, and it's a lot of it is, I think, kind of tailored for Americans. They had uh, speakers up throughout the city and they played American Christmas music oh. the entire time we were there. It's like listening to FM 100 here. They, oh. they only have about 20 <laughs> songs. They played them over and over from the day we got there until 12th night. Um, so January 7th, January 6th, January 7th, they finally stopped playing the Christmas music. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. I'd rather have authentic We, th- we thought we were going to hear Italian music, but it was all, you know, Ben Crosby and stuff like that. Well, you also sent a polo of those little manger scenes and... Oh, yeah. Crush, crush, creech. Yeah. Um, St. Francis invented the nativity scene, oh, that's apparently. Right. So there were lots of nativity scenes, each each place trying to outdo the other. And they were gorgeous. Some of them were gorgeous. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, great food. And, you know, we just kind of, uh, after the kids left, my, my sister came for a couple of days right around Christmas. And then then I had a friend who lives in Milan, who I, I've only met once. I've known him for 22 years. But he drove down with his wife from Milan, and uh, we drove around a little bit, and she showed us some sites, more churches, because you can't get enough. I know. Now, how do you know him for 22 years and only see him once? He is a client of mine, and uh, he's just he's been based in Milan all this time. Okay. I met him one time in Chicago. He was here. So we had a great time. It was really good to see him. And he speaks Italian, and we do not, and we still don't. I kept thinking I was going to learn it some Italian, uh. but no, no, I kept screwing it up, but really great time. And we had super great spot to stay and uh, very good inter- internet. And actually I was on, I got on Instagram. I don't really use Instagram that much, but my wife posts a lot of stuff. She posted tw- 20 to 30 pictures a day on Instagram. So that's where all of our trip is chronicled. But uh, I met a guy, just happened to be looking up ASL hashtag uh, advanced squad leader, and I found a guy who happened to be in a kind of a nearby town visiting. So I wrote him and I said, his name was Enrico. And I said, uh, Enrico, my name is Jeff Hallett, two half squads, don't know if you listen to us. And he wrote back and he said, you know, I played ASL years ago. It's the typical story. Uh, Only it was more like this. I played the ASL years ago, and then I had the kids, and now the kids, they grow up, 
and I got to tie him again. And I'm, so he's relearning the game. And I said, well, if you happen to be in the area, you know, we could play. But it didn't work out. Yeah. He, he could be there a day that I couldn't be there because my sister was still visiting. Yeah. Um, but at least I made some contact there. Yeah, cool. Was, which was great. And then, uh, so we were there for 28 days, 29 days, and then we went to Rome for a day and uh, spent Sistine Chapel. an entire day at the Vatican. Saw the Sistine Chapel, which was life-changing. Because now I can say I've seen the Sistine Chapel. I guess that's <laughs> life-changing. And St. Saint Peter's Cathedral is just... Yeah. You know, after seeing all of the fantastic cathedrals in Assisi, and we thought, boy, how it can't get any better than this. And then you go to St. Peter's and... That's crazy. Yeah. And see Michelangelo's Pieta, gorgeous uh, sculpture work. Yeah, that's the Madonna... Yeah, the, Madonna the, holding Christ's uh, yeah. body. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. When I would teach sculpture, you have the kids sculpting soapstone, which is a fairly soft stone. Oh, yeah. You know, and they get frustrated, and then you show them these marble. Oh, that's encouraging. A really good way to the encourage fabric. them. Yeah. Well, it helped them to appreciate <laughs> it. Oh, I see, yeah. It's too easy to look at and go, well, anyone can do that, Yeah, you know. Until you've tried carving stone, yes. soapstone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I know somebody. I told them I was going to Italy. She said, oh, yeah, we went uh, we went to Sistine Chapel. And I said, and we got into a whole conversation about The, the Agony and the Ecstasy, my, one of my favorite movies. Anyway, I said, how did you like the Sistine Chapel? She said, eh. She said, I really didn't think it was that big a deal. <laughs> and I just thought... Wow. How can that be? How can you do that? How can you look at that stuff and not be just floored? Yeah, I don't know. By the level of talent. And not just that. The commitment, the dedication is astounding. Yeah. And the whole the That's whole a thing, big, the big whole pain job. The whole town of Assisi is stones that somebody quarried and carried and yeah. stacked and then uh, mortared, and it's been standing there for 700 years, and each and every stone I look at there, I think somebody did that, carried that, and look at it, it's been standing here for 700 years. Then I look at my house, which is, <laughs> I can't resell, it's a teardown, it's 55 years old, and they'll tear it down. It's not a, well... It's a teardown. I don't when know. When we sell this, I don't think anybody will move in here. You have this cool Hobbit fireplace. Yeah, we do have the cool Hobbit fireplace, that is true. I don't know. I guess they are tearing. I mean, yours isn't small, though. It's not, no. It's not one of those little one-level ranches people tear down around here. Yeah, you know, it's a two-level ranch. Yeah. And now which you, is a, yeah. Now you have the pond out back, which I noticed was an ice skating rink. Yes. Because. Grab your skates, get I over I took here. care of your house while you were gone. You did, and I want to publicly thank you, Dave, for doing me that great favor. Came so, over and. Followed the little directions. The first time I watched the Marco Polos. Yeah. Which I, were fun. With Robin going, okay, Dave, over here, some more plants. And over yeah. here's the fish. And yeah. here's, and we won't hold you responsible if any yeah. of these plants die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely wanted to 
let you off the hook. But just the fact that you were in the area, somebody could check on the house and yeah, that was brought really in nice some packages, swept yep. the snow off once, made footprints around the house, and it looked like someone lived ah, here. Good. Drove in and out of the driveways the the first time, both driveways. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> first snow, second snow, you had it plowed. Someone plowed. Yeah. I know a guy. And did did Robin figure out that all the guppies upstairs, the fish, are all new replacement fish? <laughs> they do look a little different. <laughs> I was worried about that. It has this auto feeder. Yeah. I was swearing that was going to break. Yeah. I'm like, auto feeder? I would rather just feed them myself. I don't trust this auto feeder. You'd have to come every day. Well, that'd be okay, because I didn't trust that auto feeder. <laughs> so I'd come. Uh, the first time I was every three days or something. And then, of course, I just came a week. Like, you know. The yeah. last two weeks, we just came, like, the weekend. Really? You came or, every every few days? Three or four days the first week or oh, two. Just well, to see those fish were alive. <laughs> oh. I didn't mean to interrupt, then, uh, introduce that stress to your life. So I apologize for that. Yeah, so we filled it with water, three like, three times. Yeah. It does go down a bit. Yeah, it does. And then um, the garage was a fun adventure. You wanted me to start the vehicles? Yes. So the Jeep... I couldn't get the key out of it. Oh, yeah. And I was like pulling. I'm like, I can't pull too hard. I'm going to break. Jeff's going to go pick. And his key's broken off in his Jeep. And then I went online on my phone. And people were talking about, yeah, my key got stuck in there and I couldn't get my key out. We had to call this guy. And I'm like, oh, great. This has now happened while I'm here <laughs> to Jeff's Jeep. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm trying to shoot some W-40 in there. I'm like, oh, no. And then one of them I read was, yeah, even even with the latch, the key release knob. Yeah. And I'm like, key release knob? What's that? <laughs> so I found that. <laughs> Got the key out. I never would have thought of that. It's so automatic. I never yeah. would have remembered to tell you that. Yeah. And so, and I was going to text you, but I figured I'll just look it up on Google. Yeah. Um. And so then, of course, I... Google I, is a sponsor, a proud well, sponsor of the two half squads. Actually, DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo is? Oh, you looked I it up on DuckDuckGo. I switched to DuckDuckGo Duck, Duck, now. Oh, good, good man. At least on this computer. Because um, yeah. you announced that on the show like five years ago. Yeah. People should use DuckDuckGo. I don't track you. Everyone should. They should. Especially at school. They got all the kids Googling. Just DuckDuckGo. Yeah. But the other car, remember, I... I <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't turn off. The radio kept going. Oh, yeah. In the, yeah, in the Volvo. <laughs> the Volvo. That was an experience. So D- Dave texts me, I can't turn the radio off in the Volvo. How do you turn the radio off? And I said, just open the door. And I'm like, oh, just open yeah. the door. Open the door. <laughs> Isn't that funny, though? How yeah. that stuff works? And just went off. And then I looked in and the lights were on, remember? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not leaving until the lights <laughs> go off. <laughs> Bring something to read. <laughs> and I think you said something like, I have to walk away or I have to... The mirrors moved. Yeah, the mirrors. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't think to do that, to give you more instruction. Oh, and I forgot to bring your key. The house key? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Next time. Okay. I, I have a little something for you that I brought from Assisi, but it, oh. it's not unpacked yet. I can't. Okay. We haven't found it yet, so I'll give it to you we'll next time. We'll do it next time. Yeah. But again, thank you very much. Really had a great trip, and I had, I would definitely do that again. Shall we jump in, then? Let's do. Should we talk about... Oh, and did we say what this show is? No, we did not. It's never too late. I don't even know what's you, happening. You don't know here. what it is? 
Let's see. Is that Italian music still? It is. Let's try this. You know, I'm almost glad that they didn't play Italian music when I was in Italy because it would have been this probably every every single play over and over and over. Well, today is the 20th. We're a little late. I tweeted out we'll be a little late. Episode 238. Wow. And this is the Two Half Squads, and we are the Two Half Squads, and this is the only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world. Advanced Advanced Squad squad leader. Leader. We've been doing this for many years, and we've got many years to go, I'm sure. Now here's a word from one of our great sponsors, Ritter Krieg. You know about Ritter Krieg, Dave? I'm sure you do. Of course you do. They're a regular sponsor for our show and have been for a long time. Listen, folks, go over to RitterKrieg.com. If you play ASL, you what, should be going to... What do I find there at RitterKrieg.com? All kinds of stuff. Stuff from LeFranc Terrier, from Bounding Fire Productions, from MMP. All, all ASL stuff. All ASL stuff. Every, everything you would want. Go there. Check out the website. It's a great website. Great place to buy. But isn't it sometimes cost prohibitive to have this stuff shipped to your house? Well, this is the beauty of buying from Ritter Creek. You go to one site, you buy stuff. If it's inside the 48 United States, then it's free shipping. Wow. Go to RitterCreek.com today. Letters? Yeah, let's go ahead and do some letters. Get back into the swing of things. Play it, Adam. This guy is talented. He's a virtuoso. There, that's Italian. <laughs> really, the extent of my Italian uh, is are words that I've already knew, taken from music. Like, oh, like piano and piccolo. Pianissimo. And pianissimo. Pianissimo. Allegro. Ma non troppo. Non troppo. Yeah. Which Good. means lively, but not too much. <laughs> <laughs> and did you ever see that movie Allegro Non Tropo? No, I never I've did. Talked about that, yeah. Yeah, that's what was I a have Fritz, it. Fritz, what's his name? Fritz the Cat? No, no, not Fritz. Bakshi. It was Ralph a combination. Bakshi? No, it was a combination of animated shorts. I love a man in animated shorts. <laughs> I guess I don't remember. I, I don't think I ever saw it. Do you have that one on? I think I only have the Evolution Coca-Cola coming out of a Coca-Cola bottle one Mm. that I love the most. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just found it. I went through some DVDs and CDs and stuff, getting a little organized, and I found the original Laura and Megan Terrain Time. Oh. Re-uploaded it. Excellent. But there's no Terrain Time today. No. Unless we get into Korea on the next show. We'll see. In the meantime, we do have letters, Jeff. We do. Do you have one there? I have a letter here entitled, Another eBay Story. Dear Dave, just wanted to say thank you for sending the last hurrah module so fast. I'm a brand new ASL player converting from starter kit and trying to grow my collection. So many items stay out of print or are unavailable for so long, I learned early on to grab hard and... uh, Grab hard, yeah. To grab hard, to find things when you can. Anyway... 
when I bid on this, I had no idea I was who I was getting it from. The famous Dave Kleinschmidt. <laughs> the famous Dave <laughs> this Kleinschmidt. This is our second letter like this. Yeah. We read one last time. From the two half squats. I started listening to your podcast when I picked up Starter Kit and have gone back and listened to a majority of your older episodes. Love listening to you and Jeff, but I really enjoy your game recaps with other players. I always like that when people say that because... Something specific? Yeah, well, and it's... Um, I don't listen to those myself because they're not my thing. Yeah. Even though... It's someone else's you know, game, but... Yeah, but we get a lot of people that write and say they really like those recaps and after-action reports. Uh, anyway, it goes on to say, hope you guys keep cranking out the episodes. I would say we're cranking them. We're trying. Sometimes we're cranking. Thanks again. Happy holidays and roll low and rally well, but not if you ever play me. Love, Gene. Excellent. I've, I inserted the love part. I knew he meant it <laughs> we don't want with love. I knew he like meant that. it with love, but, you know, it's a guy thing. You don't want to get tall. Well, I'd like to thank Roger Foss for his purchase of the shot glass. Oh, Roger. And Lucky Roger. You know how many we have left? How many? Two. Oh, my gosh. They, while you were gone, they kind of went. There's going to be a bidding war. It's going to get for ugly. The last, no, there's, I think there's one on eBay still. One went on eBay, and the other one just sat there. I think we should put one up on like on Twitter and let people get ugly. We're going to call it the Get Ugly Bidding War. Well, so can... I, and I was thinking of keeping the last two. I know we have a set here. Why would you keep two? Because you're a two-fisted drinker? (laughs) Oh, because they are. Because some say with Jeff and Dave, and some say with Dave and Jeff. And what do do you have left? One of each. Oh. I've strategically planned it that way. See, the the fact that you rented all that warehouse space was a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, two little boxes. So thank you. Also, we have a new Patreon supporter. Oh. Harry Lee, we want to thank you very much. And Joseph Reagan. Thank you. For your very generous monthly contribution, that earned him a shot glass, too. <laughs> and a kiss next time and I see him. And a kiss. And love. You know what? All this travel uh, in Italy has you softened are. my heart and just yeah. turned me into a romantic guy. So Yeah. Yeah. When the moon hits it's your eye like a big Never heard that. Pie. That's amore. Yes, it is. Amore. Amore eel. Well, Dennis wrote us and said... The Dennis? Dennis Donovan. Okay. Noticed an error. One of the questions was about how to mark a unit that fires in defensive fire phase. It's marked with a first fire counter. Uh, he, he said it, he begs to differ. It should be final fire. Of course, he is yeah. correct. Yes. That would have been a verbal mistake. And the other thing, I was rereading one of those defensive rules with Dave Tim and then and getting frustrated because I'm like, I just did all these rules for a show, and you think I could remember this little twist. Well, I reread this rule that I struggled with last time. When you fire at the unit and they break, no, uh, like if the, yeah, you fire at them and they pin, you don't count the neg one open ground, neg one non assault. And we we said that correctly, and then we reread that rule, and it's phrased really awkwardly. I was gonna look it up again and read it, but yeah, let's it, do. No, we're gonna do it later for defensive fire. We're gonna go to that next. I have that next. Oh, and the uh, okay when we do the rules. Yes, okay. but I reread that rule with him, and I'm like, no, this is why would they write this so awkwardly? So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll jump back to it. But uh, 
just while we have this correction, you're pinned. You don't get the nag two, which is logical because you're not moving anywhere. You're you're hunkering down. If you break, you get the nag two again because you're running. Even though it's still the movement phase, it's not the route phase. So remember it that way. Yeah. You're moving. They shoot at you. You're pinned. The next shot at you doesn't count the nag two. You're moving. They shoot at you. You break. The next shot at you, and, you know, same phase, different hex shoots at you. You do get the nag two. So, you know, somebody had recommended uh, or had suggested that we video our podcast and put it on YouTube every episode. And I'm glad that we don't because otherwise you'd be seeing my face and the, the incredulity. <laughs> is that the word? Yes. That is a word. And the, the stupor sometimes, the, the glassy-eyed stupor <laughs> when we're talking that, about these rules. that hangs over me as, uh, in a appalling that's, manner. That's my poor explanation. No, it's not. It's, it's the complexity of the rule, uh, and yet a simple rule. Yeah, and when, but, you know, actually when you're playing it, it, it flows kind of normal. But, yeah, discussing it gets complicated. It does. And sometimes <clears> it's <throat> like... You're describing a phase and you're not... It's like when you're spelling a word... Like when I spell words, yeah. when I'm writing, sometimes I forget. I mean, this sounds really dumb. Sometimes I'll forget which way the B goes and which way the D goes. Oh. And, you know, I'll be looking at a word and I'll think, God, is that right? Is that, that's a D. Is that facing the right direction? It's like when you really get in and analyze this stuff, you, you kind of lose. to doubt. You, you do. You doubt yourself. It's like, really? I can fire a machine gun ever? Yeah. I can? Yes. Um, and he says, glad to hear you're healing up well, Jeff. Yes, I am feeling good. And great outlook you have. And thank you. We asked about a song about rules. We don't have one. Dennis is working on two, except, of course, Dennis is writing full songs. So I want to clarify, Dennis, we're looking for a, what do you call it, a jingle? Yeah. yeah. A rules jingle. A jingle. But looking at your title... I, don't, I guess I can say it on the air. No one else is going to jump in and copy his idea, are they, and write a song for it. us? I mean, if they do, um, then we've reached a, a level of <laughs> of greatness that I hadn't thought we could achieve. One of his ideas is it's the end of the rules as we know it. Oh. And that little refrain could make a nice yeah. jingle. Got a great little letter here from Hong Kong Wargamer. Our friend Jackson. Gents, he says... A very happy holidays to the two of you. Thanks so much for another year of the two half squads. I find myself quite fortunate because you show no signs of stopping. Defensive fire is certainly an art I have yet to master, along with routing and 99% of the rest of the game. <laughs> Thanks for shedding light into the otherwise pitch black recesses of my mind. All the very best in the new year ahead of you, to you and yours, and above all, good health. Warmest regards. Hey, that plant is dying. Is that because I overwatered it? No, I think the planter is defective. It's defective dirt. <laughs> Wait, what happened to that plant? It wasn't like that last week. It, it, I don't know. And that's one of the hardiest plants you can get for a basement. Well, it's coming. There's new but life it, coming it, in at the bottom. It's been dying for quite a while. I don't know what's going okay, on. Okay, I won't feel guilty. Yeah. Well, Dennis sent us another photo, uh, a letter that has a photograph he says, please find attached a picture from ASL Art Item for consideration for Box Art Review. And I just now am getting it. Have you looked at it? Um, let me look. Yeah, see if you get it. Mm-hmm. The one, it's with the rule book? And it's 
what's with the rule book? It's duct taped to the wall. Did you get it? <laughs> there was an art show. Someone taped a oh. banana to the wall. Oh, no, I didn't see And then that. someone came and ate it. And I think the eating of it was a per- part of a performance piece. Oh. So he actually went and taped this up he did. just he to make this, this picture. Where did he find this somewhere? No, he must have made it. We have to post this on the show. I'll try yeah. and remember. Yeah. But we do have a physical mail box came in the mail. How about Jeff, that? there you go. Yeah. Look at that. It's actually addressed to who? It's addressed to me. Care of? The two half squads. There's more on that line. Oh, the sound effects department. Oh. The two half squad sound effects department. So wow. I saved this. We had this for like a month. Can I borrow your keys? I promise not to wreck your the key that you paid $80 for. Yeah, that replacement. That rip off. What could this be? an Look LP? It is an LP. Victory at Sea. Oh. Sweet by Richard Rogers. Yeah, didn't you say you love that music? I do. I do indeed. Wow, that is... My dad had that. That is beautiful. It's an RCA Victor recording in living stereo. I remember these... The, yeah. The living stereo logo. Wow, it's complete inside because it's got uh, about a 20-page. That was the greatest thing about albums, the art that they would include inside and the notes and stuff. So this is, I guess, all about War in the Pacific. It's it's the music from the TV show you said you love, right? It's volume three, though. Yeah, Hmm. interesting. Yeah, I think my dad had a different volume. Sounds of a firing 16-inch gun, an 8-inch gun. Oh. From the USS battleships and heavy cruisers, anti-aircraft guns, and naval combat planes of World War II, submarine crash dives, and underwater torpedo launchings. Produced with the cooperation of the United States Navy. This is pretty spectacular. Wow. What a great Why don't you put that on the turntable there? Yeah, I can hear the helicopters taking off on the ship. This is a great sound effects record, Jeff. That is cool. How long does that go on? (laughs) It's already too long. The plane's taking off the decks of the aircraft carriers? Is that the diving sound? Oh, mate. It sounds like a kid on a tricycle. Doesn't it? Wait a minute. Well, anyway, thank you, Dennis. Yeah, what a great gift. That's beautiful. Now, I don't have a turntable, and I would love to listen to this. I mean, it's beautiful even without. But uh, fortunately, our local library does have turntables. Hmm. I can go in there and uh, convert it, conceivably. Oh. Yeah. I'm thinking of getting a turntable. Really? Too, yeah. yeah, that'd be great. You're a good man, David. 
This show is also brought to you. When you say also, oh, do you Joseph mean like... Regan also sent money for a shot glass. So thank you, sir. He wrote, getting back into SLASL, saw ASL starter kit four and got it on the way. Don't think I'll ever be able to abridge to just ASL. Too old and too many great memories. So many dead to honor. Joseph. Preston Yonkins took the time to uh, sharpen a quill, dip it in the ink, and scrawl upon parchment, and send us this letter, which says, Just listen to your New Year's episode, excellent as always. I would recommend This Kind of War as a good book for covering the Korean War. A good read, lots of areas covered. The author was a veteran of the war, though he never mentions it in the book, as far as I can see. And Happy New Year to you and yours. Love, Preston. Thank you, Preston. There's a lot of love going around this year. I have one from Shane Pratt. Hi, guys. Do you know of a way to find a local group of ASL players here in Portland, Oregon? Thanks, and Happy New Year. And I tweeted that out, and we pretty quickly got this from Harry Lee. I saw your tweet earlier today about someone looking for players in Portland. I imagine someone may have already gotten in touch with you, but the Berserk Commissars is the local club. I've only been playing a little over a year, but look at this. All these new players. Yeah. But attending the monthly meetups and local tournament has given me plenty of opportunities to learn the ropes with some friendly, experienced players. I believe the next meetup is on Saturday, January 18th, which already passed, at Guardian Games. So there you go, everybody. Anyone around Portland, Oregon? Go check out. Aren't we great? Berserk commissars. We are matchmakers, aren't we? We are the we matchmakers are. in the ASL world. Indeed, Lee. So I'll keep Shane star. I'll make him a red star. I'd like to also thank Jeffrey Myers for, I think he purchased another shot glass, sir. And just saying people all over the world are getting buzzed <laughs> with the two half squads. I like what we've contributed to the world. And John Walker. Two. He ordered two? John Walker. Johnny Walker. Thank you, Johnny Walker. That's his real name. That's a great name. <laughs> he, he was he was in the junk folder. Yeah, that's I that's thought the that one was I really texted you. I think yeah. I said, "Is this a real?" Yeah, you think this is a real person, or someone like spoofing us yeah. with Johnny Walker wanting a shot yeah. glass? Well, he sent money, so if it's a and spoof, it's a two, really good spoof. Two out, do you? And if you would like to spoof the two half squads, just send twenty dollars. <laughs> Now, we appreciate everybody buying those shot glasses. Hope you're enjoying them. Send us a picture of you drinking. Do you or, have a letter from Jack Dempsey? I do. Do I? Yes, I do. Do I? Yes. Happy, healthy, and safe New Year. While I won't be playing any Korean War ASL, still enjoying listening to your What's in the Box segment. Jeff, have fun in Italy. My wife and I were there last May. We both really enjoyed ourselves. We spent a couple of days in Rome then drove to a farm on the border of Tuscany, Umbria, had our own Airbnb cottage from which we ventured forth and explored the countryside, cities, and towns. If you have the chance, try 
Bisteca a la Florentina. You won't be sorry, but please bring your appetite. Ciao. Well, thank you, Jack. And we got a letter and, from... Oh, sorry. I, and I did read that, Jack, while I was in Italy. Oh. So it's, I'm, it's not... Makes it extra yeah. nice. Yes, and um, but I didn't do any of that. And <laughs> it's time for the ASL Open, Jeff. Oh, sweet. ASL, ASL Open in the yearbook. Read, read lots of rules. rules. Call me a crook. Oh, crook. <laughs> Got a rhyme. <laughs> one round Thursday, two rounds Friday, one Saturday, and oh, and Saturday too. One Sunday, so it's longer again. There is a mini, mini tourney. Mm-hmm. That'll be the, I think it's the Saturday and Sunday. For those of you that don't want to do the whole long one, what are the dates? March twenty sixth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, oh. two thousand twenty. I will be out of town. Ah. So it's up to you, Jeff, to go to get any interviews this year. Okay. Or wait till next year. Yeah, and if you'd like to attend the ASL Open, simply go to theaslopen.com. No, that, that won't get you there. ASLopen.org. Oh, it will. Oh, okay. ASLopen.org. That's what it says here. And just so you know, that's being held in Chicago, Illinois, in the USA. And if you go there, you'll meet Jeff. You'll meet me. Are you promising to go, or are we going to be disappointed? No, I'll people go. Again? Yeah, I'll go. You can no, go I'm, for a day. Yeah, I will go. Half a day. Yeah. No, I'll go for a day. And we did contact. That was nice of you to contact the uh, the lads in Rome. The Italian. There's an Italian ASL group that's working on some products. Some new games. And uh, we contacted them just to see if they would talk to me while I was there, but um, it just didn't work out. But we're looking forward Probably to those right products when they come. Yes. And that is Letters. And now a short word from our sponsor, Bounding Fire Productions. Bounding Fire Productions. Listen, go to BoundingFire.com. It's all about the internet these days, but you got to do it. You got to go to BoundingFire.com because that's where you're going to find some great ASL products. They make a bunch of products like Into the Rubble 2, Beyond the Beachhead 2, High Ground 2. Objective Schmidt, Corrigador the Rock which just came out recently. If you don't have it, that's the place to go get it. Bounding Fire Productions. They also sell LeFranc Terrier products on, through their site and a lot of great stuff. Always high quality, and you can always get it at Bounding Fire. You'll thank us. What have you been playing lately? <laughs> <laughs> What have you been playing lately? Guess what segment this is. I'll give you six guesses. It's what have you been playing lately? It is. And Dave, I'm guessing you have something that you've played lately. Because you haven't since you've been in Italy. No, Italy. Italy. Well, if you have been watching our Twitter feed, you find that I've been pretty good lately about putting up games that I've been playing. You have been doing very well with that. Very impressive. And I'm going there now to find out which one of these scenarios I did last. Isn't that horrible? It is uh, SV14, our last Finns and Swedes game from the Swedish Swedish pack. pack. Yeah. Uh, Day at Night. 
And this one is interesting. You have a big line of Russian vehicles all in the woods line. I think the Russians call them vehicles. They do. <laughs> and they're our infantry also. And then the setup is uh, about four Finnish vehicles coming towards that woods line. And it's an interesting setup because they were coming across the open and then they get pulverized by all these Russian tanks waiting Mm. in the woods line. And there's like a plus one at first because it's uh, the weird twilighty kind of time and up there where you don't get a long day, nighttime kind of weird thing. Day at night is this name of the scenario. The land of the midnight sun. And so is that it? Is that something? Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, yeah, it's designed for you to bust most of those Finnish tanks out in the open, coming across between another woods line. On the very back, two rows, three rows of the board. So you have your woods, then open ground with the big crossroads. Forget the board number. And then like three rows of woods in the back. Now the Russian must exit. This was a pulverization of Dave Timmineman. Uh I rolled really well. Yellow and white dice. Rolled oh, well. You bum. Couldn't he could hit my tanks and of course it bounce, hit, bounce. Couldn't like get a kill for a long time. Unusual, right? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Even though it's designed for you to wipe out these tanks coming, the finished tanks in the open. I think the trick with this one is Dave then tried defending that last three hex rows of of woods right Mm -hmm. before I exit. I have to exit. Lots of Panzerfaust, Panzerschreck. So the infantry can take out a lot of these Russian tanks. It's only exiting 17 victory points. So it seems like it'd be hard. But Roar had this thing at four wins for the... Russian versus three for the Finn. So somehow the Finn had won three of these things. We probably should play it again to see. But I think the trick is the Finn has to play it back inside that, you know, two, three hex row of woods. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be in line of sight. The The Russians are going to have to take the road or the gaps on the right and left. So you only have to guard those. Guard them from behind making the tank come within one hex to see you. Mm. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. So. But explain the setup to me again. The fins, are they in their tanks in motion? They're all, Yeah, they're all sitting out in the open. In the open. I think that we had them stopped because I think they saw, realized all these Russian tanks were lined up yeah. against them. Like like that, 10 and, to 4. And that's how you set up. Yeah. So your, wow. your first turn is to kill the other tanks. That's okay. historically what happened. Oh, okay. You know. The fins wow. were caught in the open and then yeah. outnumbered. And uh, you might escape with one if you start them up in reverse movement. I'm not sure we use smoke well. They are the German tanks that the fins have, so they probably had smoke. So now I'm thinking again, maybe Dave should have tossed smoke somewhere and try to back up yeah. and get back into the wood, go way back into the woods yeah. again around a corner because you can't shoot across the open with all these Russian vehicles coming. Yeah. You will lose. And infantry on the edges, you know, well, you've got three tanks shooting at each stack of infantry. 
you know, with machine guns for the Russians, mm-hmm. eight shot, and then the to hit roll, and then the next tank, eight shot, to hit roll. You're going to break them. So I think the trick is to step back in the woods, not, you know, not just skulking, but get on the back row, make him come down that road, and then take shots right at him with Panzerfausts and Treks. And Hope you get him before he exits. Because yes. he's close to exit point at that at that Real point, close. right? I mean, yeah, it's one. That's, that's what always happens to me. Is they're you know they're I'm waiting for them as they're getting close to the victory hex, and then I drop my bazooka, and you know my pants fall down, and you know all kinds of weird <laughs> stuff happens. I can't get a shot <laughs> off on the guy, and he just kind of rolls out. <laughs> I mean, but it sounds like that's really the best the best option for him, or he's going to get. Plastered yeah, from I, don't, all these I don't know how else. Um, maybe the skulking to make them use more turns, but I think just stay behind the woods and make yeah. them turn the corner. And I guess if you kill enough tanks on the road exiting, can you block them? And he only needs how many victory points? Like 17? Only 17. Holy and there's cow. literally, there was like 10 vehicles for a Russian. And well, some yeah, infantry. You, gotta, you would think that that's so. easy odds. Yeah, but it's four, four to three on Roar. How big is the victory or uh, the exit hex? Is it just along the whole side or is it one hex? Yeah, on the left side of the woods, there's one opening and then the road up the middle. Right side has two openings. Okay, so somewhat limited. It's not just a whole open side. He's got specific exit points. Yeah, so yeah. I think if you put enough infantry back, yeah. back there. Yeah. With the little one range to get those hits, yeah, I, I don't know. So it'd be fun to try it again and see. Yeah, any other listeners have played that? Let let us know how how it went. How for many you. turns? Uh, I don't have the card with me. I'm looking at the pictures. Um, about six. Okay, all of them are pretty short. Five, six, seven turn. Yeah, scenarios. Okay. And the other game I played was, I contacted Vince, the new guy. To come over on a oh, yeah, Saturday, Vince. I forgot yeah. to get a game set up. Had Vince played before? Uh, ASL once with Passel. Oh, okay. And then I haven't done Passel since I've been teaching again. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll start it again in March. And Vince came out Saturday. Or he said he couldn't come, so I called Rick Hollander. Rick said he could come. And then Vince texted me back. Oh, he, he changed his schedule so he could come. So I had Rick play Vince in the good old guards counterattack. Do you remember oh, that one? Yeah, yes. There's a picture on our well, it's Twitter been a while, feed. But yeah. It's the Russians all start in this building and these buildings they have to take more of these than the Germans. It's the pre setup, it's all determined for you. Yeah. So for Vince it'd be a real quick, hey, you don't have to make any decisions about your setup. He played well. Defensive firing. He was looking at all avenues of approach. I mean, he played well for his <laughs> second game ever. And um, we we accidentally, instead of, there was supposed to be like 12 628s in that building on the left. The guards counterattack. Yeah. The guards are the 628 squads. Yeah. And we put in 447s like the rest of the Russians. Oh. And none of us caught it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Pretty embarrassing. So Rick Hollander yeah. fought with those four four sevens. He took the building across the street because they outnumber the Germans in there like three to one. You know, it's designed to have the guards take that building. 
But then they were blasted out of there. Yeah. Because they had the lower morale and less firepower yeah. shooting at the next building across the next street. You know. So that one went to uh, Vince. Vince also, he was rolling like sevens and less. It was unbelievable. That's he was, key. He was, and then Rick would come right back with nine, 10, 11. Yeah. He'd hit him with a six, even with a plus, or a five with a plus three for stone building. Well, you have these neg one and neg two leaders. So it could be six plus one, seven, you know, being a one check. And then Rick would roll nine, 10, 11. Yeah. And just Vince even felt bad. <laughs> said, oh, yeah. 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 He said, well, I'm feeling bad. We're like, <laughs> we know, but don't worry. It'll next game, you will be the victim of all the low rolls. So. Don't sweat it, but... Yeah, we'll see. But real solid play out of both of them, and I just watched and helped teach. Oh, so. good. Well, good for you. Yep. You can find those on our Twitter account. Maybe I'll plop some of the picks into the podcast post. That's what I played lately. Very good. And another one of our sponsors is Broken Ground Design. Oh, yes. Love Broken Ground. We've been enjoying reviewing their wonderful products of those colored ASL counters and new nationalities you can find there, too, that you can't get with the regular ASL stuff. Romanians. He's also coming up with the new Pacific, and you can go to that website and check it out there. And the Pacific armies are going to include Philippine troops separately. Sweet. So you're going to get that and other new armies available. So if you love ASL... Go to the website. It's a little bit different, so get this down. It's brokenground.design. Go there today. So All right. Well, this... Next, why don't we take a look? Is this what's in the box? I guess. Kind of. What's on the computer screen? <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, there we go. What's, what's on in my the mailbox? <laughs> in my mailbox. Well, and it was the announcement for Bonsai 24.2 from a month ago. Two months ago, Jeff. It says September. What? That's more than two months that's ago. Th four that's, months. That's, yeah. Going on two and a half, three and a half. Well, it took me that long to dive into it. Have you had the chance yet? I have not. You might want to. I definitely do. Yeah, so tell me about it. Well, if you'd be willing to read Rick Reinish's Editor's Foxhole sure. intro. Rick writes, Welcome back to another edition of our newsletter. Matt Shostak gives us one of his usual insightful scenario analysis. Or is that analyses? Um, this time of Bounding Fire Productions, preliminary move. We have a couple of terrific starter kit articles from Kevin Bowles and Peter DeCosio. Uh, de, let's see, Di Chocio. Because it's Italian, isn't it? Yes. Chocio. Uh, not sure. We're, sorry, Peter, we're ruining your name. And he has a, an American pronunciation, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure he does. Uh, I wrap up the recently completed 27th annual Texas Team Tournament. Mm. And finally, Banzai is proud to present the results of the 2019 ASL Starter Kit Scenario Design Challenge. All that and more awaits you in this issue of Banzai! Banzai! Thanks to everyone who submitted material. Without you, we can't publish, so keep those articles coming. 
it's really just like a, almost like a journal, isn't it, or it, annual? It really you know? is. I, I do look forward to these. I always look forward to 23 these. 23 pages. Well put together. Very Colorful well. and interesting articles. Well always. edited. Yeah. Well laid out. Usually really good tips somewhere this, here and there. And here's your tips for this Bounding Fire production scenario preliminary move. Number 73. And it's a cursed scenario without any tanks. Interestingly, and so no you, tanks. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so they do the usual here: German advantages. Um, there's a smoke barrage. There's Stukas coming in this thing, and the Stukas can pin you automatically, actually, too. But no tanks and mortars. No, it's a cursed scenario. Yeah, I forget the background. It's he's uh, you no. Know, Historical situation here is interesting. The Germans attempt to seize some important high ground with their infantry. Sounds like a tankless job. <laughs> For most, uh, and then the German disadvantages they got to move in the open, they got to go uphill against the fortified position. The Russians have the high ground fortifications, Russians have to cover a lot of ground. He talks about doing like a setting up on the hilltop where where you can't be seen all the time right back on the flat part of the hill yeah or the downslope backside so you learn some tactics about that a little discussion about how the game could be played great picture of the setup yeah that's nice that they shot. used here um advice for covering and advice for attacking okay and then if you get down here to page bottom of page 5 this ASL Starter Kit Scenario Design Challenge 2019, they just ran a challenge to have some people design some starter kit scenarios. Hmm. Intro level. And they have Pete Schilling, Schelling, of course, made a submission. And it's here. You can see it here and play it. It's um, He did one for a Korean War experience. And then there's the judges' reviews of the scenario. So they gave advice to the people who were designing these. They're sweeping the bowling alley by Kerry Tyler. And again, what well, he explains what he wanted to do with this scenario and the judges' uh, response. They play tested it and give some advice. We might have something here by David Cheever. Mm-hmm. Again, you can find the scenario here, his intent, and the um, judge's advice again That's on it. That's cool, yeah. He also put in a big list of sources. Oh, that's nice. Books and stuff. And then Red Red Wine by Joe Gochinski. And again, he's explaining his and the judge's comments and... You know, some of them were better than others, and... Yeah, that looks... that. I mean, I didn't read the setup, but he's got... On the illustration on the card, uh, he shows two different map sets there. Oh, yeah. What is that again? Whoa. I, this can really zoom in. Yeah. If I'm reading this correctly, which I'm sure I'm reading it correctly, I'm just probably not interpreting it correctly, because that's really where <laughs> my problems are. But it looks like... There's two separate uh, board configurations here, and, and after you decide 
who's playing the Germans and who's playing the Russians. If you're playing the Germans and you're an attacker, use board configuration 2. If you're playing the Russians and you're the attacker, use board configuration 1. Uh, and then in addition to that, there's some bidding that goes on. So you bid to decide uh, the, num the total number of building hexes inside the defender setup area that must be controlled by the attacker at scenario end. So yeah, the judges explain too. Yeah, yeah, this scenario has an original opening bidding mechanic yeah. with the winning attacker getting their own entry board, changing the feel of the scenario depending on who gains the opening bid. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, a lot Very of cool. variety can be a little confusing with one judge arguing this should have been two different scenarios. So again, it's a uh, competition. Okay. Yeah. So check out some new stuff, some new designers and some old designers and looks cool. It's all free. Yeah, free is good. Free is good. And then they have this This Happened to Me segment. And oh, okay. And Sam talks about some amazing stuff. The amazing Sam Tyson. Yeah, when he's playing West Vaughn. And how crazy this fun things happen to you in a game. So that's always good to read. Yeah, a good article. Definitely fun. heroic hero. Taking out everything around him and some miracle die rolling. And Kevin Adams talks, too, about playing Lee Connor in Black Day in Hatton, out of Hatton and Flames, by MMP. And then there's a starter kit corner, a deep dive into the PTO Bonsai Attack. Oh, this I is going to be useful for those. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Anybody that owns a starter kit. Four. Four, yeah. Yeah, because this is like all new stuff, and I, you know, I haven't looked that closely at this stuff. But he does a nice write-up. I've read through this. Basic how to do a bonsai. Here's the requirements to initiate it. It's explaining what each one means in effect in the game. And then now get... We get to drill into what happens is required of the units conducting the bonsai. He lays out seven steps, breaks the seven steps down, has some good illustrations. Mm -hmm. Talks about the close combat advantage of the... So it reads a lot like some of the other articles we've seen on bonsai, mm -hmm. but those were all written for the full ASL. Yeah. So... Um, and it's a, and I enjoyed rereading this again, yet again. The more I read these, the better I understand the rules because this is well explained. Final thing he discusses is the actual mechanics of carrying out the bonsai charge, how you have to move toward the target, et cetera, et cetera. He lays out eight steps, explains each of those steps in detail, and ends with, I didn't get to finish this actually yet. It looks like I got... Near the end of the article. Oh, lots more examples. Impulse 1, Impulse 2 movement. So I'll have to go back and finish that one up. Oh, yeah, lots of examples of each impulse shooting, laying down resid fire, Japanese units getting to the red side or striped, red striped, and then pinned, etc., etc. And talking about the another article, Starter Kit Corner, Novices on the Defense, Part 1, or Part 2, Stopping the Enemy. This is by Peter DiCiocchio. And talks about laying down your fire, defensive fire, which you and I will be doing next 
show. Yes. And then he, as as he said, he lays out the results of the Texas team tournament, all the scores of all the players, and wraps it up. So next issue, more about articles, player profile, favorite scenarios, and much more. Thank you, Texas ASL and Rick, Rick Reinish. It's really a great, uh, a treasure trove, if you will, of ASL articles in this uh, Texas ASL group. And if you go to the Texas ASL, it's texas-asl.com slash bonsai. You can find all of the issues of Bonsai there. Download them. Yep. Print them. Read them online. Read them. Yep. You just cannot sell them unless you send us half the money. <laughs> no, these are these are free for your consumption. So go there and consume. You'll learn a lot. And I guess that brings us to the end of this episode, Dave. Another it certainly one does. Can. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We do appreciate it, and we'll see you next time on The Two Half Squads. In the meantime, Rolo. Yeah, really. And what else? What else? Rally. Rally. Very well. Yeah. It's 2020. Let's say rally well. Yes. Yeah. We'll but, go out on a limb. But not when you're playing No, not when you're playing us. us. Not when you're playing us. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. And when I say us, we, I mean Dave and Jeff. Yeah. Just want to be clear. is my year for clarity. That is the year 2020.